0: Or visit us on the web at www.hflc.us. We look forward to hearing from you. Be blessed now as you listen to God's Word. You are all i for today. Master, Savior, I have come to seek
1: you. Now, and it's been a great pathway. And if we truly believe in God, is what we're talking about, if we really truly believe in God. And we we just want to find out those who truly believe in God, who He is, what He is, and His ability in our lives. Some drastic changes we have found must be taken in our lives if we say, You know God, we don't just believe in You in a head knowledge, but we believe in You in a level of intimacy, because we really trust in You like never before. Many of us, unfortunately, say we believe in God, yet we live as though he doesn't exist. Let me say that statement one more time. We believe in God, yet we live as though he doesn't exist. Do you know what that makes us? That makes us a Christian atheist. You might say, that's kind of crazy. No. No. If you believe in something, you're going to live according to your beliefs. But so many of us believe in God, but yet we don't live like He exists. And there's many Christian atheists today in the church. And I can say this, I don't want to live like that. I don't want to be like that. I want the actions of my life to line up with the Word of God, His commandments, because how many knows God knows best? He has the best in store for us tonight. So, tonight I'm going to deal with this thought, believing in God, but pursuing happiness at any cost. We believe in God, but yet we pursue happiness at any cost. At first, I'm sure many of you may be slightly puzzled with that, because you would say, okay, believing in God, but yet pursuing happiness? I mean, what's wrong with with that i mean what's wrong with pursuing happiness is that not what god desires for us and obviously if we're not happy that means that we're miserable and that's not how god wants us to be so so i'm kind of puzzled by this i want you to listen to my title again because it says this believing in god but pursuing happiness at any cost you see that's the difference at any cost Let's take a look tonight at what God feels about our happiness and what God's word tells us. Listen to this illustration that I read this week that was written by a pastor. It says these words. One Sunday at church, after I had finished preaching, I bumped into Lisa and Amanda, faithful members of our church. They serve sacrificially, they pray regularly, and they give consistently. Most in the community would describe them as women who were strong Christians. As they were leaving, I asked how they were doing, and my friends politely explained that they didn't want to be rude, but they had to leave right away to catch a movie. Always on the the lookout for a good movie recommendation, I said, hey girls, what are you going to see? Lisa began to beam as she said, we're going to see wedding crashes again. It's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Just thinking about it, they began to giggle and they grabbed each other's hands like a couple of giddy schoolgirls. Suddenly, they remembered that Craig is not just a regular friend. Craig their pastor friend. The happy, happy giggle fest ended abruptly in a moment of awkward silence. Then Amanda added, but pastor, you and your wife Amy definitely shouldn't see it. I was generally startled as I said to her, why not? Well, Lisa began sheepishly choosing her words very carefully. You're a pastor. This movie has a lot of bad scenes. You shouldn't see that. What she said was probably true But really, is it the point? Let's rewind the scene. Lisa and Amanda are Christians active in our church. And they are heading out to see the hilarious, if somewhat raunchy, wedding crashes for the second time. I looked it up. Rated R is for sexual content, nudity and language. Is it just me or is it off for someone to believe that viewing a movie could be wrong for me because of my profession, but completely acceptable to other Christians just because they don't preach on the weekends. The pastor goes on to write, of course I share my own double standards, but if something could make me happy, it is easy to believe that we must... Hold on, if something could make me happy, it is easy to believe that must be what God wants me to do. Question mark. You see, we have found ourselves pursuing happiness, looking for happiness in so many things that we just automatically assume that because it makes us happy, then it's okay. And it's all right for us. That it's acceptable for me to do. I want to talk tonight. Can you turn me down, please? Something just changed. I want to talk tonight about the pursuit of happiness. Hopefully, every one of us in here tonight know that God desires to bless us. Everyone know in here that God desires to bless us. Come on, are you with me tonight? God desires to bless us and that He has great plans for your life. You don't have to look far in God's Word. Jeremiah 29 verse eleven, one one of my favorite scriptures when it comes to the thoughts and the plans that God has for me. Jeremiah twenty-nine eleven says, I know the plans, or really it says I know the thoughts, but really the thoughts of God are so active in sense that really it's a plan. His thoughts are active or desire to be active, so it's a plan. So the thoughts that God has for you are the plans that He has for your life. So God says, I know the thoughts or the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. They're thoughts or plans of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Amen. John 10, verse 10, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy, but God says, I have come that you may have life. God's plan is that we would have life, but not just a mere existence, but God says a life to the max, a life of abundance. But with scriptures like that, we also must be very careful. Because we can venture into or onto extremely dangerous territory when we start to believe that God's ultimate plan for our lives is just for us to be happy. For many, we say we believe in God, we serve Him, we live for Him. But yet, how can we also... Pursue happiness at all cost, even if that happiness is found in sin and in compromise. When we say that no matter what, we just want to be happy, and obviously that's what God wants. When we pursue happiness with that mindset, we are literally reversing our role with God's role. Let me try and explain that for you tonight. If we believe that God wants us to be happy above everything else rather than the fact that we should acknowledge that our role is to serve him, we therefore wrongly believe that God exists just to serve us. Maybe some deep stuff tonight, and, and you've got to hang in there, because I know some of you are thinking, well, what's the deal? Philip's happy, so is he not living right? Is that not right? I mean, what am I supposed to do? Miserable and depressed? No, hang in there with me, because we're going to get there. But what we're talking about is, if we think that the pursuit of happiness at any cost is what God desires for our lives, we're wrong. Because the role or the reversal that we create in doing that is that we then believe that we live And that God exists just to serve us. That's a big mistake to believe that we exist. Or God exists just to serve us. God is not some glorified ATM machine. That if I give enough money in the offering, if I pray the right prayer, if I live the right way, that He has to deliver and do everything that I ask. God was not created for us. The Bible's clear and it says we were created for Him. We were created for His pleasure. We were created to bring glory to Him. And you and I must understand that His existence is not to bring you and I un- uninterrupted happiness. Happiness or the pursuit of happiness is one of the main messages that we see and hear around us every day, the talk shows, all these things. How can you be happy and live healthy and make yourself happy and, and wear these clothes and do these exercises and all this? We see it, we hear it, it's all around us, it bombards us. In fact, happiness is one of the greatest or the biggest titles. If you were to search happiness, if you went on to Amazon or something like that, you would find literally thousands of books with somewhere in the title something to do with happiness. Because everyone wants to be happy. Everyone wants happiness in life. We even hear it from the platform, the pulpit. God wants us to be happy. God wants us to live a life of success. And that's true, he does. But why is this that all around us we see such a pursuit of happiness? Because pursuing happiness seems the right thing for people to do. Because here's the thought that has been conveyed and programmed into our minds. If we're happy, then everything is going right for our lives. Is that right? Come on, help me out. Is that right? I need to talk to me tonight. Bishop's going to take the mic around to you right now. I want just to ask some thoughts tonight. And again, if you could try and keep your thoughts to a minimal that we can get as many input as we can. But I want to ask tonight, in honesty tonight, and ask for your response. In your quest for happiness in things, have you found the satisfaction that you were looking for? Come on, who wants to go first? In your quest for happiness, in stuff, in things, come on, did you find the satisfaction that you were looking for? Who wants to go first, Mr. Dan? Put your hand up if you want to go and we'll come to you No. As we can. Fantastic, I can get more direct than that. Anyone else? Come on. Come on, who would like to be honest and help us? Come on.
0: Maybe for a season.
1: Okay, maybe for a short time, short-lived. Anyone else? Anyone else got anything they want to say?
0: Surprisingly, I've actually found part of it. Still looking for the rest though.
1: Okay, so you find parts, but you're still looking for the rest. Has anyone ever been misled by happiness? You bet. Anyone want to give any examples? We're not getting too personal with us tonight. Anyone got any examples that you want to give? You all got quiet on me. Melissa's right there behind you, Bishop.
0: I always seem to go back to the same story, but my story just seems to be in the wide range. But, um, for example, after David's accident, of course, you get, you know, your insurance. Um, This money can make somebody happy, but only for a short time, and um, that's basically what I wanted to say. This is just, it's it's not an overall answer. It's never the answer. Okay. Anyone else?
1: Mr. Nix behind you.
0: I was thinking, about have you ever taken a job because it was more money and then hated the job? And said, "Boy, they pay me well for a job I really hate. <laughs> and every day, you don't want to go there."
1: <laughs> yeah, but at first, it seems like the right thing to do, and you're happy about it. Anyone else that's ever done that? Probably
0: don't need. <laughs> uh, a very good friend of mine from Hammond, Louisiana, won the lottery, and uh, 90 days later, committed suicide.
1: Huh. They say that happens a lot. Some people say the worst day of their lives is the day that they want it because all of a sudden their phone never stops ringing and people keep knocking on their door and all those things take place. So the answer is if you ever win the lottery, if you sin to buy a ticket, just give it all to the church and then you won't <laughs> ever have to worry about it. won't ever have to worry about it and then you'll have happiness. But come on, anyone else, have you ever been misled by looking at something and saying, wow, if I just could grab a hold of that or have that, I'd be the happiest person on the face of the earth? Is there anyone else? Come on, it's your opportunity. If you don't want to say anything, we'll move on. You know? Come on, here we go.
0: I know. Uh, with my first husband, I thought uh, he was too good to be true. And it's uh, pretty much what he ended up being.
1: <laughs> Help us, Jesus! Help us, Jesus! Did you discover then in your pursuit of happiness, and really I guess we'll just show of hands here, did you discover in your pursuit of happiness that there was always something more? Come on, you thought if I could just get that, but then when you got that there was always something more, huh? Did happiness really do it for you? You see, this is the point I'm trying to get across tonight. It's not that I want you to be miserable. I want you to understand and realize that the pursuit of happiness in things other than God is never going to bring blessing in your life. In fact, it's going to make you a prisoner to those things and it's going to place you in a bondage that God never intended. It's not that God doesn't want you to be happy. It's that God wants you to find happiness only in Him. Do I hear an amen? So let me add this thought tonight as we move on. What seems to be right when we say we're pursuing happiness may not always be right. And I've got a scripture to back that up. Proverbs 14, verse 12, a very famous scripture says, There is a way that seems right to man. Can I put my words of interjection in there? There is a way that feels right. There is a way that looks right. There is a way that fits right. There is a way that I look and say, wow, that's what I've always wanted. There is a way that says that's going to satisfy every craving and every longing and every desire that I've ever had in my life. Are you getting the picture tonight? There is a way that seems right, but its end is the way of death. From that verse of Scripture, could we possibly therefore conclude that at the end of the pursuit of our happiness, there could be death? There could be nothing. There could be emptiness for every one of us. There's many people today that if they had breath still in their body, they would stand and testify that at the end of what they thought was happiness, what seemed right was death. And for many more, it's going to be their testimony soon, but they just haven't found the end yet. But they're heading there fast. Happiness in the things of this world will never bring you and I satisfaction in our lives. Turn on the TV. Watch the stars. Watch the athletes. Watch the people who have everything that most people say. If I could just have part of that, then my life. Look at people who the world says has it all. They're drug addicts. They're in abusive relationships. They're cheated. They're broken. They're broke, they're destitute, they're miserable. They have nothing. They have nothing. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying be careful what catches your attention or what appeals to your desires because not everything that glistens is gold. Happiness is more than often not what it first appears to be. A string of decisions that seem right at the time because they made us happy can result in a much different conclusion. Let me give you an illustration tonight. Follow with me if you would. Sarah meets a great guy while she's out with her friends. Crit is so cute. He's so funny and Sarah just is so attracted and likes that so much in Chris. It seems so right for Sarah to therefore just begin to date someone like that. After all, he's everything I've ever wanted in a man. He's the answer to my prayers. Oh, I'm so happy. It seems so right. But Chris is not a Christian. When he continues to void the subject of marriage, Sarah begins to think that moving in with him will change his view on that. Plus, she knows it's going to make them both happier. It seems so right. Although Sarah was brought up in church to know that she shouldn't have sex with him before marriage, Sarah knew it would make Chris so happy and it would make her feel loved like she desires. So she did it because it just seemed right. When Sarah discovers she's pregnant, it seemed right that her and Chris should should marry. So they got married. With the birth of their new child, they agreed that it was right to trade in their car, that they had paid off to go into debt for a new SUV. Now unhappy with their small apartment, it seemed like buying a new home would make them happy. After all, everyone wants a nice yard, more space and something to call their own. Then one day, in what all seemed right, Chris out of the blue says to Sarah, you know what Sarah? I've never loved you. And he walks out of her life and his child's life. Chris leaves Sarah broken, devastated, and alone with a new baby. Even though every decision seemed right, and even though it seemed every decision would produce or lead to happiness in their life together, all of those decisions led them to one desperate and seemingly hopeless situation. But why? Why does that happen? Because you and I need to realize that happiness is not the point, it's not the answer. It's not our goal that if I can be happy, and, and then everything's going to be. We've got to realize that. I'm going to say a statement right now, and I'm just going to leave it, and I'm going to come back to it. But I'm going to say a statement right now that's probably going to blow you away. But it's this God doesn't want us to be happy. I'm going to come back to it, so don't shout me down. Just stay focused. Sometimes our happiness or what we think our happiness or what makes us happy or the decisions and the actions that we take can be the exact opposite of what God wants for our lives. Please note, I didn't say that God wants us to be miserable and alone. But we've got to watch that every decision and the pursuit of what we call life is in accordance to what God's plan is for our life. God doesn't give us everything we think we want or need. God doesn't answer all our prayers as we pray them. And why is that? Because God has something better for your life. Could we just take a moment's silence and just thank God for unanswered prayers? I mean, we can't stay silent with that, can we? Can someone just say, thank you, Jesus? Thank God for unanswered prayers. But why is it we get so bent out of shape that when we go to God, we say, God, this is how it is. There's no other option. And we don't almost give God an option. And when He doesn't come through for us as we want, we get mad and angry. And we say, oh, I guess God just doesn't understand. And so we choose to go our way. Why is it that God doesn't give us everything we ask for? Why is it not God doesn't answer every one of our prayers? Because God has got the best. And God has got better things for us. God's things that He has are something that will last, something that will grow. And listen to me, God's best will satisfy your life. How could God even begin to justify your happiness when it causes you to do something wrong or unwise? How can God justify the fact that you're happy because your happiness has been found in sin? Think about that for a moment. God, the Bible tells us, cannot even look upon sin. Never mind condone it in our lives. And God's plan... The end never justifies the means. In other words, this is how we think. As long as I get there in the end, it doesn't matter how I get there. Really? The Bible says one day we're going to stand before God. And every one of us is going to have to give an account of how we got there. We're going to have to give an account of our lives. And what we've done in our lives. And our happiness, or stand before God and say, "What well, God, I was happy for a while. Our happiness will never be a valid excuse for the wrong things and the choices that we've made. So many of us go through life fulfilling all our unwise and sinful lifestyles. And for a time we may enjoy the ride. But listen to me, we're going to pay for it at the end. You're going to pay for it at the end. I heard the illustration of a young girl and she wasn't supposed to be, but she went on this zip line and she wasn't supposed to be. It was supposed to be for 14-year-old kids and above, but this young little girl went on the zip line and she was loving it and it was absolutely incredible Till she hit the tree at the bottom, split her face open, had to get two layers of stitches in her chin, messed herself up pretty bad. The ride was great. But when she got to the end, it wasn't quite so fun anymore. You see, I'm a pastor that loves you enough to tell you all the truth. I don't want your lives to be miserable, but you know what? I don't want you to enjoy living in sin. I don't want you to think that you can justify as long as you're going to church and as long as you do. Listen, God cannot condone the happiness of sin and the conquest or the quest of sin to find fulfillment in our lives. Hebrews 11 verse 25 tells us, the last part of that verse says, the passing pleasures of sin. Spells out what sin is. It's passing pleasures. The first part is speaking about Moses, how it says that he chose rather to be the affliction and choose to take on the affliction of the children of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures. But think about that last part: the passing pleasures of sin, the temporary pleasures, that which will end without bringing satisfaction, is what God's word has told us. In other words, one day it's going to catch up with you. God doesn't want you to be happy when you're doing something wrong or sinful. And is that wrong of Him when He knows the end result? In our pursuit of happiness, we must understand that he gives that it gives us, listen to me, no license to sin. If we're going to be happy in our lives, there's no license in fulfilling satisfaction in our lives that we can say, well, it just gives me a license to sin. No matter how happy we think it makes us, or seems to make us feel, there is no excuse. Remember the statement I made, God doesn't want you to be really happy? Here's why. God doesn't want our happiness to be based purely on only the thing of this world. It's not that He doesn't want to see us happy. It's not that He doesn't know. It's because He knows the world does not hold the answers for us. So you want to say God doesn't want us to be happy. He doesn't want us to live in a false happiness of things that are emptiness that will never satisfy your life. If only I could have that. My God, help me! For how many times I've said that? If only I could have that, I know I'd be happy. If I could just have that car, then oh, it would be great. But you know what? You get that, and you look, and there's something better right there. And we tell ourselves that we couldn't live without something, you know. And that's so amazing when we think we say we can't live without it, but two months ago it wasn't even created, and everyone was living perfectly fine. But now we tell ourselves we can't live without that. We've got to have that. God doesn't want our happiness to be based on the things of this world. Our pursuit of happiness through stuff is doomed to fail because it's all based upon a lie. Here's the equation the world presents to us that will bring us happiness. And I'm trying to bring to a close. Can I have a few more minutes tonight? Is that okay? If you're not happy about it, then God doesn't want you to be happy either. So there you go. Here's the equation that the world offers to us. Are you ready? Better possessions. Better possessions. If I can just get something bigger, if I can just get something better. Greater possessions. So, better possessions plus better circumstances. Well, you know, I'm not happy at work, so I just quit my job. You know, school's kind of hard, so I just jump. We try to make ourselves happy and create better circumstances. So, therefore, better possessions, better circumstances plus thrilling experiences. We're always pursuing that rush and that thrill, whether it's in our hobbies or sports or activities or something. And when we get through the end of one thing, we're always looking for something else to push us because that's where happiness is. So better possessions, better circumstances, thrilling experiences, plus right relationships. I find my soulmate and that one that God, when I find Mr. or Mrs. Perfect, wow, that's it. Plus perfect appearance. If I could just lose some weight, if I could just get buff, if I could have surgery, take the drug, get under the tan and bed, if I can have all of that. So if I've got better possessions, if I've got better circumstances, if I've got thrilling experiences, if I've got right relationships, if I've got the perfect appearance, that all equals happiness in my life. You know, it's not wrong to want those things. But you won't find happiness. And fulfillment in those things. Because you know what those things are? They are a counterfeit. And you know what a counterfeit is? It's an imitation of the real thing. It's like Pepsi to Coca-Cola. It's the imitation of the real thing. <laughs> true fulfillment only can be found... Listen to me. True happiness, true fulfillment, true satisfaction in your life can only be found through relationship with God. He's the only one that can fill that God-shaped void that's inside Every one of us. Here's a question I want to throw out at you tonight. And that is, how do you think it makes God feel when we pass on real life and we settle for the false hopes and the promises of this world? How do you think that makes God feel when He died for you? To give you life and to give you blessing. But He looks that you're more caught up in the fads and the fashions. And if I could have that, that we go for the false hopes and the things of this world and we pass by the real deal. And then we wonder why our lives are falling apart and we cry out to God and we say, God, bad God, bad God, why am I like this? It's not God's fault. Come on, it's our pursuit of happiness. It's our looking for love in all the wrong places. You see, God does not want you to be happy. Why? Because God wants you to be more than happy. And you know what more than happy is? God wants you to be blessed. Come on, say that with me. Blessed. Blessed. God wants me to be blessed. We haven't got time tonight, but if you look in Matthew chapter 5, in the first, I think it's the first 12 verses, we read the beatitude, blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those, blessed, 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 blessed. Every Every verse, or the first 11 verses, all begin with the word blessed. If you were to look at that word blessed there, its truest meaning is this, supremely blessed. Supremely blessed. So what does that mean? More than happy. So what is God saying to you? If you return to me, if you allow me to be the source of your life, there won't just be happiness, there will be more than happiness that you will find in life. You will find more fulfillment than you could ever dream of, that you will find satisfaction beyond your wildest dreams. In other words, Jesus is teaching them that the happiness of this world or the stuff of this world is nothing in comparison to the blessings that God has for your life. Read Psalms 112 when you get home. It's an absolutely incredible psalm. Psalms 112. Claim it for your life. I haven't got time to read it all today, but it's an incredible psalm for the righteous, those who live right. But the key to all the rewards that are found in the whole of the chapter of Psalms 112 are found in verse 1 and it says, Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. In other words, more than happy is the one who fears the Lord and follows his word. Listen to me, Psalms 112 verse 1 does not say, Blessed is the one who does something wrong to pursue his own happiness. Nor does it say, more than happy is he or she who settles for cheap imitations. Instead of pursuing those things, we need to seek God. Come on now. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, Matthew 6.33, and His righteousness, and say with me all these things. Come on, what is it you long for in your life? It's found in your pursuit of righteousness. It's found in your relationship with God. As you search for Him, as you go after God, instead of striving for the nicest car and the greatest thing. When's the last time we got on our face and said, God, I want true satisfaction. God, I just want you. We've got so materialistic. We've got so caught up in the things of this world. You can go to these foreign countries and see people who live in a mud hut and they are 20, 100, a 1,000 times happier than you and I have sitting in our palaces with TVs galore, Wii's, PlayStations, cars, refrigerators, air conditioners, comfortable beds. And all these things we've lost where happiness can truly be found. And seeking Him, we will realize that only then we can experience true and lasting blessings. If you let go of your material grip on the things of this world, I'm telling you, you're going to experience more than happiness through God. Let me give you one last illustration. It's a story that Max Licata tells about a fish. He says, do you think a fish would be happy on a sandy beach? The obvious answer, of course, is not. The fish's little gills would be slapping in and out like hands clapping, his body flopping end to end like a crazy acrobat. Imagine, Bishop, if we gave our fish friend a 100000 in cold, hard, tax-free cash. Do you think fishy would be happy now? Can you picture him still flapping and flopping? Suppose we gave him a car and a new fish wife and said, fishy, you must be happy now. But fishy would not be happy. Why? Because no matter what we give the fish on the beach, it won't satisfy him. Because there's nothing that could make the fish happy on the beach, because that fish ain't made for the beach. The sand is not his home, and anything apart from water will leave him wanting for the place for which he was created. I'm telling you, you won't find satisfaction on the beach. You will never be happy with the things of this world. Listen to me, because you and I were not made for this world. The Bible says this world is not my home. Come on, I'm just passing through. Come on, I'm a pilgrim in a foreign land. Come on, the things of this world are not going to satisfy. Why? Because my satisfaction is in more than this world. Come on, my satisfaction is in God's in eternal riches. If you and I believe in God, then we also must believe we can only be complete and happy in Him. Say with me tonight, more than blessed. Come on, more than blessed. Come on, the question I want to ask you tonight, you want to be happy or more than blessed? Do you want to be happy in the world's or do you want to be more than blessed? Because I'm telling you, at the end of the happiness, there's death. But at the end of God's happiness, Oh, there's eternity in heaven with Him. No amount of money, new home, new car, new kitchen appliance, new computer, great dream vacation, new job, more income will never make you totally, totally happy and satisfy you. There's only one thing that can make you more than happy and it's Jesus. I said it's Jesus. Would you stand?